Hello and welcome to Silent Designers, a podcast about under-the-radar design activity which goes on in many organisations, even though it's not seen as design, or even necessarily done by designers. Each month we'll have an expert guest to share their knowledge and the impact that design has had on what it is they do in their domain. I'm Steve Welsh from Innovate UK KTN, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, Catherine Wildman, founder of B2B copywriting agency, Aidan Gray. Hi, Steve. Thank you very much for the introduction. In today's episode of Silent Designers, we're going to be exploring the theme of healthy living and tech. And we're going to be talking to Anna Wilson. She's head of operations at 52 North. Excellent. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you're most very welcome. How about you start by telling us about yourself and the area of innovation that you work in? Yeah. Um, so hello and thank you so much for having me here today. It's a real pleasure. Um, so my name's Anna and actually I originally kind of started my journey as a vet, which is maybe quite, quite far away from design. Um, I then actually, instead of working as a vet, chose to start working in medical technology development. Um, and initially worked at an innovation consultancy where I worked with companies like Johnson & Johnson and Medtronic to help them develop new things like new surgical tools, new orthopedic implants, all sorts of things. Um, what I do now, though, is firstly, I'm head of operations at a startup called 52 North Health. Um, I joined as the first employee in at the beginning of 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And what we're trying to do is really kind of reinvent people's healthcare journeys and make them work much better for everyone. And our first product is something called NutriCheck, um, which helps patients assess their risk of the most emergency complication of cancer chemotherapy at home. And this is something called neutropenic sepsis. And at the moment, if cancer patients on chemo have an infect, if they have a fever or feel generally unwell, they're told to come into the hospital as an emergency um, so they can get treatment, but actually more than half of patients turn out to be low risk and they've then taken this unnecessary journey, which is highly stressful. Um, and then also patients should get treatment really quickly when they're in hospital and often they're not getting that um, because the hospital system's kind of so overwhelmed. So what NutriCheck is doing is allowing people to be triaged at home rather than in the hospital so that if they're low risk, um, they can potentially watch and wait at home or come go to their GP rather than having to make that stressful um, trip and time-consuming trip to hospital. And if they're high risk, they can potentially start treatment at home um, and then be seen much, much more quickly in the hospital. Um, so that's what I do there. I'm also kind of spending, or I won an Innovate UK Young Innovators Award earlier this year, and I'm spending kind of one day a week um, on on my own project as well, which is something called Tortoise. Um, and we're trying to help people recover more quickly and more positively after musculoskeletal injuries. So that in a nutshell is kind of me and, and what I do with my time at the moment. That's really interesting. What what drew you to the musculoskeletal injuries? Yeah, so, so I'm an athlete. I do a lot of sports. I absolutely love sports. Um, been doing them since I was around seven. Um, and through that journey, I kind of had my first, I'd say real injury when I was around 20. Um, 
and it took a really long time to recover from. Like probably it was a year, 18 months until I could start playing sports at the level that I wanted to again. And that was a really hard experience because when you have an injury, you often have to do a lot of kind of physiotherapy by yourself. Um, often progress is quite slow. And then it had a really big negative impact on my mental health. And I found it really like tough. And then kind of since then, I've had numerous other little injuries, which have been similarly tough. So really, it was kind of driven by personal experience. I was like, oh, there must be a way to kind of help support people through this journey and help them kind of maintain positive mental health in particular, and also kind of motivate themselves so they can see their progress. So that's really where it came from. I just before applying for the award, I had a physio appointment and I asked my physio, I said, I have this idea. What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea or not? And he said, oh, yeah, I genuinely think that would be helpful. So that kind of gave me the confidence to apply. Um, and he's now working with me to like try and develop the solution. That's fascinating. I think when when I've looked at the the project, the tortoise project, Anna, this idea about the positivity yeah. and the support that you've tapped into obviously now makes sense from personal experience. Um, how did you use design? How did how did you come to use design in that area, and why was it important to the innovation of the app in particular? Yeah, so I guess I I think in my work both across Fifty Two North and Tortoise, I thought so I'd say there's like two big areas where um, I use design. So I say the first is you're more classical in terms of like designing the product. So for both products, actually NutriCheck and Tortoise, we have engaged kind of users like really regularly, really early, from early on in the process, um, whilst it was still an idea, kind of talking with them about their experiences, um, trying to identify what their kind of biggest pains were like having empathy with them to try and see it from their perspective and then as we've been um then kind of defining what the product needs to do designing what it looks like we've kind of engaged users get them to test the product see where they're struggling and then sort of iteratively improving it so i've done a lot of that in both roles and what's like so amazing is every time you look at it or every time you test it you see something new, you're like, oh, that's a problem. That could be better. So it's a super iterative journey. Um, and then I'd say the second area, which is, I think, what people don't often think of so much as design, is process design. So particularly in my job as head of operations, I joined um, at 15 off very much in the beginning. So we didn't really have like any systems or anything in place. So we're kind of trying to build a business as well as building a product. So I suppose one example is because we're a medical device company, um, we have to have a quality management system that's like really important um, so that the products and everything we do is safe and effective. And I say actually kind of designing that system is also design. So again, at the beginning, we're thinking about, okay, kind of like what are the needs, both from a regulatory perspective, but also from the users, um, so the people in our business that are going to be interacting with their this system, like what are their needs? Because we want people to be able to use it, and then sort of going through and defining. Okay, this is like what we need to cover. Um, this is how we should design the procedure to kind of meet the needs of the people. How much time they have? How tech savvy they are? How um, how we're going to like get them to do the things and then again that's the same like we've implemented a system 
And then you kind of notice, oh, that thing doesn't work so well. Let's come back to the drawing board and try and improve that. So I suppose that's like been my main experience of, or main learning is kind of, it's really an iterative process. And actually it's, it's never finished. You just are always kind of constantly iterating and improving. It sounds like a very holistic process. And I think even if, you know, the biggest apps send out their updates, don't they? So yeah. you're presumably on the ground doing those almost in real time. I think it's really yeah. interesting when you're saying that you're learning from the people that you're talking to, the the proper market research. Yeah. And that's guiding your decision making. It's very powerful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and what's great as well, so particularly at fifty two North, we we really kind of involve the users in the process. So we've set up a collaboration with Macmillan Cancer Support and they have a kind of innovation community of um of people that have had experience of cancer or like caring for someone and we kind of work with them so they um i'd say some of these people have been working with us now for for three years and i'd say they're actually becoming kind of designers as well and what's like so wonderful is they see the product they test it out and then they'll be giving us ideas of okay this is how we can make it better and they'll just send us like random emails a few weeks or days after and you can tell they've been like mulling it over and they said oh i think I've had an idea for how you can improve this bit. So even they're becoming kind of designers as well, which is really inspiring. That Yeah, that whole holistic thinking is so mm. much a design feature there. Has there been anything that surprised you? Have you learned anything that you didn't expect in either of these endeavors? Yeah. So I think most recently with Tortoise, so I'm not a software developer. I've not had um, experience of coding really or anything. So I was kind of having a bit of a block. I was like, okay, how are we going to actually build this app, right? Because you have quite limited resources. Software developers are quite expensive. Also, you want to be able to kind of directly take your own ideas and test it and being able to iterate really fast. So I was really struggling about sort of, okay, how am I going to, to navigate this space? And then um, I came across, I'd never heard of it before, this whole like no code space. So this is basically a set of tools, I guess they're developed by companies or people that allow you to create software in a very, very user-friendly, intuitive way. So you're not having to like write lines of code or anything. So for and and you can just like start to to create things and prototype your ideas and test them with people. So I did a course called 100 Days of No Code um, to kind of learn about what's possible in this space. And it really super blew my mind. Um, and from that, so I'm now kind of using a tool which is called Adelo, which is a no code app development program. And with that, what I'm able to do, like with the team as well, is kind of actually create like a prototype of, okay, this is what we want our app to do. It is functional. It works. People can use it. And then we can go out and test that with people. And that is just so much quicker and easier than a more traditional software development process. Because even if that's not super scalable for the long term, it is allowing us as designers to be able to actually fully like prototype our ideas really, really quickly and be able to test them with people really quickly and sort of go through this um, build, test, learn feedback loop. So I'd say 
that is like the most recent thing that has just kind of really, I suppose, blown my mind and opened my eyes to like what's now possible and how designers themselves can um, go so much quicker and further through the iterative design process um, with these tools than they could before. That is awesome, actually. And I could imagine that even if downstream you're then going to take it to an app developer specialist, yeah, you've got a yeah. really clear way of communicating with them. Yeah, exactly. And you've already kind of discovered these small issues which are quick to change um, when it's not fully in the program. Like you think, oh, I want this button to be here or actually I want a direct link here, which once it's written in code, to actually takes longer than you would think to change. Whereas here you can get all those little easy quick win changes out of the way like you say before then going to an app developer and saying can you build this to scale and have much more confidence that people are actually going to want to use um the thing that you've you've built or designed i think there's something really important there in in the collaborative process that you've got in the design stages but also mm-hmm. um i know that the app is designed to empower people and the yeah. scale of the problem is huge isn't it it's like yeah over a billion people yeah struggling. so this this again surprised me so tortoise kind of started with my own personal experience and then i started doing some research into the scale of the problem I actually discovered that musculoskeletal problems it's like over a billion people have one right now lower back pain is the leading cause of disability worldwide and also the leading cause of early workforce exits which is kind of crazy um and also it's like the fifth biggest area of nhs spend and i think often we we hear a lot about cancer and this and that and everyone knows that's a massive problem but it actually kind of shocked me the scale of musculoskeletal health when i looked at at the numbers and then when you speak to people as well just tell them about the project everyone's like oh yeah i had i had that problem yeah i had that problem and you realize it's so prevalent um but i think not talked about as much as a lot of other health issues it's re- it's fascinating and I, I just have to say the name is genius tortoise. <laughs> yeah. yeah skeletal and then the tortoise and the hair because you're yeah. busy and you've got to do your activity and it's a slow process yeah. recovery yeah <laughs> yeah we did really some brainstorming had a few other ideas and then this one came and we asked a few people and they're like yeah i really like that one let's go with it and then you can have a cute little tortoise uh logo and go from there <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing do you find you talked about the the way that you've divided your working week as well Are mm. uh, could you explain a little more, bit more about the crossovers between the work that you do with the four days a week and then yeah do you take ideas and innovation from the team there and then bring them across to the one day a week on tortoise yeah so i think it really goes both ways actually so Going right back, I think things I've learned from my vet career about, um, so when you have an animal come to you with a problem, a lot they say, they always say like 80% of the diagnosis is in the history. So you learn a lot about like how to talk to people and like understand what the kind of root cause is and what they're concerned about. And because often it's, it's much more than what they just say at the beginning. So I think that skill and also looking at, okay, how to break down like a problem in a systematic way and test it i that i've sort of taken all the way through and has helped with the kind of design process 
then um at the innovation consultancy i was at called innovia that was really big on kind of holistic innovation so there um we had a really multidisciplinary team with kind of design behavioral science all the different science disciplines people with backgrounds in business so i learned an enormous amount there particularly like opening your eyes to what different disciplines do and i'd work a lot with the designers with the engineers behavioral scientists and just sort of how to approach a problem um and and develop a solution and things but that was like very front-end innovation so very kind of concepts what's the right direction to go less sort of actually producing something all the way and releasing it to the market and then at 52 north again i've learned a huge amount so how do you go from like actually an idea to then raising money kind of prototyping it testing it working with users going through that iterative journey building a business case um managing the finances the team and things like that so all of that sort of helped me because i actually had this idea for tortoise even before i joined 52 north i probably had it from i don't know like 2019 or something and it was just developing in my mind but i didn't really know how to take it from the idea into actual reality and then it was only really after the experience of 52 north and also um seeing this innovate uk young innovators award it was the last year otherwise i'd be too old for it so i was like okay i'm just gonna give it a go because i've had this idea for so long and and what i've kind of taken from 52 north i suppose is like how is involving users in the process um prototyping early testing it getting feedback thinking holistically both about the product but also the business case um but then i'd say now i'm also bringing things back from tortoise into 52 north so this whole no code space i've learned through tortoise and actually at 52 north we can use that to sort of automate some of our processes but then also we have we we do both a digital and a physical product so i think we can also use it to then quickly prototype up our digital concepts and test them with users before we do full um full full software development because what i've learned with the no code as well it's it's not even um like actual software developers use it as well because it's often quicker so they might use it early in the process to test if things are valuable or usable before spending time on on writing the code um and building something more more permanent so it's definitely they're definitely like really synergistic um there's a and really I good crossover to some extent just the more things you do and with more people as well the more experiences and different viewpoints you get which i then think help you do things better and see things in different ways to a point if you do too much then you don't have enough time to focus <laughs> it's a real circular economy isn't it but but of yeah. intelligence and knowledge um, yeah. and, uh, we're coming to the end of our time today and i just want to thank you i know you're joining us from a long long way away yeah in um, in texas and it's very early yeah. in the morning there so huge thanks for that i know that steve has one more question for you if yeah. that's okay well yes and it it might be the hardest one yet yeah but as an innovator what one piece of advice would you give to somebody wanting to incorporate design into what it is that they do yeah so i think i'd say i'm going to give two so one is try and think holistically about the kind of requirements at the beginning so think about the different stakeholders 
think about the environmental impacts, what you're trying to achieve and kind of like write it down so that you have a benchmark. And then my second piece of advice would be prototype and test early and iteratively. So your first test can just be explaining your idea to people. You don't even need to write anything down. Maybe your next one can be like a drawing. And then maybe your next one is like a prototype. Um, but just getting that feedback early and regularly will help shape your idea. And you'll learn things that you didn't know. And it will stop you going down rabbit holes that you didn't necessarily know existed. And it's much harder to change something that you spent a lot of time building than it is to change something that's very like not taking that much time, very malleable, etc. So that'd be my two pieces of advice. Fantastic. Anna, thank you so much for your time today. We do appreciate it. And thank you for sharing all your insights and advice. Yeah, uh, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, and th thank you for me too. Um, you're so engaging to talk to. You know we could go on longer than that. Uh, but I also loved that the idea that your first, actually your first product delivered delivery might be just you explaining the idea to somebody yeah i think that's quite enriching because it often just getting past blank paper is almost a problem so yeah sectioning it down like that is really smart yeah thank you for that no problem thank you so much it's been absolute absolute pleasure um so thanks again well this podcast has been produced by the design in innovation network which is sponsored and supported by innovate uk if you want to find out more about design and innovation and gain access to other interesting people, just sign up to the network. And we'll see you next time on Silent Designers, when we'll be exploring what's happening around net zero and sustainable industries.